0: So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, I'm so glad that the same God who saved us is also a God of recovery and restoration for us. That means that he not only wants to save us from hell's fire, but the recovery and restoration of everything that rightfully ours is also his desire. Our God can and our God will recover everything, That was lost and or stolen from us And according to his word Which we all know to be true He not only is capable of doing it But he's willing and wanting to do it for me and you Think about it Our God is willing and wanting To bring recovery and restoration Of what was lost by and or stolen from all of us Well since our God is that kind of God We ought to learn to let him be that kind of God In the lives of you and me We ought to learn to let God Be who he is to you and me We ought to learn to let God be a God of recovery and restoration for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God said He's gonna bring it back, and we found out He's gonna bring it back with a little bit more on it too. Praise God! Some some restoration as well as reparation is gonna come to me and you. Whereas we gonna He gonna make the devil pay for everything that He did for me and you, because He said if the thief be found, He gonna have to give up something that come from His own house to be able to give it to you. Sevenfold in one place, double for our trouble. He said fourfold in another place. Well, I'm gonna leave it up to God. I just trust God. I'm gonna let Him do the fall the folding that He wanna do. Praise God! I ain't got time to be multiplying and adding some. And all that. I'm going to just leave it up to God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be all disrespectful saying to God, you owe me, because I don't owe me nothing. This is something that he once said he's going to do for me and you. That's why we can just sit back, grin about it, and be glad that he loved me and you like that, because he's doing this because he loves us. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be loved. Praise God. Mm-hmm. He's going to cause a recovery and a restoration to be able to happen to me and you, whereas God's going to be able to bring back to us all that was supposed to be initially with me and you. It's going to be putting back into a former position or dignity, even what was taken from me and you. Now, last time, few times we got together, we've been looking at the recovery and restoration of substance. The recovery and restoration of substance. I'm talking about stuff, tangible stuff, things you can put your hands on, things that you can put your, your seat down in, press and, seat, and sit down in, things that you can drive, things that you can, places you can live in, things like that, substance, stuff. Praise God, the dollar bill, dinero. Is anybody hearing me up in him? Peso. He's talking about re- returning stuff to me and you. Not only the stuff, but the things the stuff, that, that bought stuff, as well as the stuff that was bought by me and you. He's talking about bringing it back. And we found out, praise God, that he, he ain't new at this. This ain't his first rodeo. Praise Amen. God. Because we started looking through scripture to be able to find out different places that he did it before and see that once again I'm gonna remind you one more time here's some here's some good news if he did it before he'll do it again praise God if he did it for others he'll do it for me and you in fact if the truth is anywhere near told one of the reasons why he had to put in the scriptures the holy writ was so that we can see what we gonna get so that we can be able to look in scripture and see what he did for some other people and then be able to understand that we in covenant too so those same things can be able to happen for me and you that's good news praise God especially when we look back at the OT to see what happened to them to know that it could be a available to me, you and me, because in the OT, them people didn't even have a good enough covenant as me, as you and me. They were servants of God. We are children of God. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe I'm not (coughs) saying it clearly enough. I said, they were servants of God. We are children of God. And because we are children of God, we have a better covenant than they got. So if he did it for them, how much more so is he going to do it for me and you? I'm telling you how much more so he's going to hook us up and set us out like better than he did for them. He's going to do it for me and you. Last time we got together, we looked at how the children of Israel was brought out of Egyptian bondage, free, rich, and healed. But we focused on the rich part that time, praise God, because we found out that when God called them out and He had prophesied ahead of time that he was going to bring them out, told them ahead of time because God telegraphed his punches, praise God. He told them ahead of time he was going to bring them out with substance. In fact, he told them before they was born that he was going to bring them out in substance. They didn't even exist on earth yet. But he had already put the word out on earth. He told, it, he, told, he told Abram that. He told him, he said, man, your seed later on down the line is going to end up in captivity. But don't worry, I'm going to bring him out at that time. And when I bring him out, I'm going to bring him out with great substance. And didn't he, didn't he, didn't he do it? He came through just like he said it would do, just like he's going to do for me and you. He, he prophesied to him, told Moses the same thing too. Moses got to freaking out, tripping out, thinking that that didn't, that it wouldn't happen. But he said, excuse me, I am the Lord and I'm going to do what I said. You just tell Moses what I said and go back and tell the people what I said too. Let them know I'm going to bring them out with substance. Praise God? And then when it come time for him to do it at that time, he gave them instructions of what to do. He gave them instructions of what to do. Why is that? Because, because their prosperity was going to be on the other end of that instructions, the obedience to that instructions that he gave to them. Why? Because faith is, is what's going to manifest these things in the midst of your life, that if you believe it, you'll receive it, and if you believe it, you'll do whatever he tells you to do because that's what Mary's uh, uh, Jesus' mama said do. She said, whatever he tells you to do, do it, whereas God, and when he tells you to do something, Do it, praise God, because on the other side of that, it's part of your recovery and restoration. On the other side of that, it's another part of your recovery and restoration. You just do what he told you to do, and he'll do what he said he'll do. Well, didn't he do it? He told them to go do something that sounded crazy in the natural. He said, you to knock on your slave master's door, at least the folk that was your slave master's yesterday, you go knock on their door. You know that same one that beat you, the same one that wore you out, the same one that, that jammed you up all the time. I want you to knock on their door and spoil the Egyptians. Go tell them, I said, give you this and give you that and give you this and that and that. And he did. And when they did what he told them to do, God had extended favor into their lives. They turned the hearts of those people, and those people gave up everything that it is that they said to do. And they walked out just like they said what they would do. And that is free, rich, and healed, because this ain't God's first rodeo. he been doing this before. And, and I'm going to show you another place where he did it before. And the same thing he did to this person I'm going to show you is the same thing he's going to do to you. Because God is not a respecter of person. He's a respecter of faith. Anybody here got faith? Turn to 2 Samuel chapter 9. The rest of y'all just keep sitting there. I'm going to try to pump some faith at you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I love the Lord. And I love folks. So we look at 2 Samuel chapter 9. Because this is a place where we'll get a chance to see once again where God calls a recovery and restoration to happen to a, a man of God. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Anybody here love the God? Mm-hmm. We got something in common. Praise God. We got something in common. We're going to see the recovery and restoration of substance, how it came to Jonathan's lineage. Jonathan's lineage. We'll see where King David showed kindness and restored to Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, his substance. Don't say that three times. Praise God in front of somebody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth. Mm-hmm. We have second Samuel chapter 9. Let's begin reading in verse 1. It's, and and this, I mean, this passage we're going to read is rich with wisdom about restoration and recovery. It is rich in wisdom. I'm going to give you as much of it as I can in the little time that I got. But I want you to understand that this, this is like soaked, steeped. It's, it, it's, it's overflowing with wisdom and knowledge concerning recovery and restoration of what God wants to do for you. Let's start reading in verse 1. And David said... Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Notice he said, for Jonathan's sake. Not for Saul's sake, but for Jonathan's sake. He said, I want to show them kindness. Now, David showed kindness and restored to Mephibosheth his substance. He showed kindness to him. That word kindness right there in Hebrew is favor. He, he extended favor into his life. Now, who did he do it for? He did it into this man's life for Jonathan's sake. This man's life for Jonathan's sake. So because of what he thought about Jonathan is the reason why he was going to do what he was going to do. Not what he thought about the person, but what he thought about Jonathan. He thought about, that, about the person because it was connected to Jonathan. Praise God. Now, Jonathan, the name Jonathan means Jehovah given, Jehovah given, G-I-V-E-N. It means Jehovah given. We know Jonathan was Saul's son and we know Jonathan was truly a person that was Jehovah given to David, truly a person that was Jehovah given to David. Jonathan was a friend to David when he really needed a friend. At a time when he had no friend and and it looked like his life was going to come to an end, Jonathan was his friend to be able to come through for him. Jonathan was a friend to David when he needed a friend. Jonathan was a brother to David when he really needed a brother. I said a brother when he really needed a brother. See, a lot of times we have a brother when we don't really need a brother, but when we really need a brother then we don't have a brother. But he was a brother when he really needed a brother. Hey, man. See, those kind, of, those kind of things impact people before I go any further. I know it just, it's light to you, but think of yourself in a situation where you're in need of a friend and there ain't no friend to be seen, but then here comes somebody come through for you like only a friend can do. It'll make an impact on you to the point that you won't forget that. And they come through you like a brother, too, and be able to come through for you like none other do. That'll make an impact on you. He was a covenant partner to David. They established covenant together. He was a covenant partner to David who gave him his stuff. He gave his stuff to David to demonstrate his commitment and to ensure David's success in achieving what it is that God prophesied over his life. So God prophesied over David's life. Jonathan knew about it, and Jonathan entered into covenant with him after the prophecy and even began to start, after he found out about the prophecy, and even began to start giving him his stuff so that he could be successful at being able to accomplish what it is he's told him to do, what God told him to do, and even demonstrate for him that I'm on your side because I'm going to give you my stuff to prove that I'm willing to do what you said do. Remember, David was prophesied to be king of Israel. But remember, wait a minute, who was king of Israel before that? Saul was king of Israel after that. And according to the custom, then that it would fall into the lineage of Saul, whereas the next person that would become king would be Saul's son, which would have been Jonathan. Now, think about that. Now, stop, stop. Come on now. I know you like to run through scripture, but come on, think about that. You think you're the next one in line for something. You grow up thinking you're the next one in line for something. But then you find out later on down the line it's given to somebody else. God gave it. God gave it to somebody else. A lot of folks don't even care nothing about whether God did it. All they know is I didn't get it, and then I'm supposed to help that person that took my spot. Women, my spot. I took that person. I'm supposed to help that person that 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 that, that was just slid into my spot. Whereas I might have been running this and now somebody else was running this. Or, and I'm, I'm about to be king and, you know, I'm just waiting on my daddy to die. You know, and it's crazy as he acts, that might be real soon. And, 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 and before that even happened, here you slide up in there. And you expect me to help you, be a friend to you, be a brother like none other. Most people would have went the opposite direction. Trust a brother on this. I've been dealing with people for years. I've been people for years. Trust me. Did folks go the opposite direction as that? Ooh. And, and on top of it, David didn't ask him to be his friend. This was his decision. His decision that he was going to come through for him. Whereas he wasn't even doing it because he asked him. He did it because he, was, he loved him. That's what the Bible says about Jonathan. Jonathan loved him. And because Jonathan loved him, he came through for him. And when you love somebody, you'll prefer them even over yourself. You'll allow them to move forward even before yourself. That's how you can tell folk that don't love their they brother like, theyself, like they say they do. Because if they did, you would love them being in the position that you thought was you. Does that make sense? A, a, amen. Praise God. When, when Jonathan loved David. And, but yet David was prophesied to be king. Over Jonathan. You. you and, and Jonathan didn't even see it as my spot. He understood God gave it to him. And so he yielded to God because when you love God, it's easy to yield to other people. He, he yielded to him and said, if God said this is you, I'm willing to lock arms with you. And he covenanted with him too. Jonathan didn't become envious or jealous over David, but he loved him. He was, a, he was kind to David. He was supportive of David, although David was going to take what seemed like it was going to be his spot. But he loved him anyway. He was a friend who stuck closer than him, brother. Jesus, Jonathan, blessed David. Yes, he did. He gave him his own royal robe. He gave him his own garments. He gave him his own weapons. He gave him his nine. Hallelujah. Amen. The one that he uses. He gave him his sword, he gave him his bow, he gave him his girdle to hang all that stuff on, and in that day, to be given clothing by royalty or by the eldest son of royalty was considered to be an a honor of the highest distinction, a high honor of the highest distinction. So he highly esteemed David and gave him his stuff, you know, like athletes. Like Mac take off a jersey and after they've been playing all day in it, you know, or take off a headband and then throw it up in the audience and then somebody catches it and stuff like that. And then they esteem it. Don't look at me like you don't know no more what I'm talking about. And they, and, and they esteem it, praise God, and they're like so glad they got it. Why? Because that fan feels honored by having something from somebody that they love and appreciate. Well, this, well here, this is arguably the number two man in the entire nation, potentially. You know, or at least heir apparent, and then this turn around man turned around and gave him everything that he gave him, even though he wasn't going to receive the throne of his parent. Well, Jonathan gave David both. He didn't just give him his garment; he gave him his weapons too. So they can be able to let him know, I am hundred and fifty percent on your side to accomplish, help you accomplish what it is that you know you're supposed to do. To the point that if he gave him his weapon, gave him his clothes gave him everything, then he was in, in essence giving him himself because he's turning himself over to him and say, I'm on your side. I'm your man. I, I, I'm your brother. I'm going to stick with you from this point forward. You my boy. I, I'm going to go with you to the end. I'll be with you to the end. That's what he said to him. Well, didn't he prove it? Yes, he did. He even protected David from his own daddy. I'm talking about David's daddy. I'm talking about Saul's daddy. I'm talking about Jonathan's daddy, Saul. Jonathan's daddy saw Because remember his daddy was upset with him Started getting envious over him Remember he started being jealous over him When he the one that sent Jonathan, He the one that sent David out to battle David went out to battle Because the king allowed him to And then David would come back with successes He got ahead in life Ended up cutting Goliath's head off praise God, Hallelujah and then brought it back to the king Had hey, man to let the know king Here king I did what you wanted me to do and then, and then he sent him back out in the battle other times. And he went out in the battle and was doing what he told him to do. And that's to defeat the Philistines. Old folk, you say Philistines, the Philistines. The Philistines. He was defeating the Philistines until he heard all the little young ladies in the back rapping, praise God, and singing and stuff like that. You know, you know they was you know, singing and rapping and stuff. Talking about how, how Saul done killed his thousand and David done killed his ten thousand. I mean, you would think Saul would be glad about that because remember, he couldn't kill them 10,000 unless you, he was doing it for you. You told him to. But no, he ain't like that. Remember, he tried to spear him, throw spears at him, kill him and everything else like that. And then Jonathan, his son, turned around and helped him protect him so that his own daddy wouldn't kill him. Jonathan helped David to escape when his father, uh, the king, plotted to kill him. Now, once again, we play that off like, yeah, yeah, he did it. No, excuse me. Jonathan put his own life in jeopardy, put his own life on the line by telling David what his father was going to do. Because if his father would have found out what he would have done, that's called treason. Which when he got his head cut clean off. Does that make sense? He'd have been killed because of that. But he put his life on the line for him. Why? Because he said, I'm with you to the end, man. I'm your man. I'm with you to the end. I got you covered. No matter what come up, I got you covered. Even from my own daddy, I got you covered. Even though it it, it could have been punishable by my own death, I still got you covered. Why? Because Jonathan loved him. Another way of looking at it is that Jonathan was willing to lay down his life for David, if he could. He said, I'm going to lay down my life for you. And remember, the Bible says there is no greater love than a man that's willing to lay down his life for his brother. But remember, the Bible also says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he sow reap. And this is what this is talking about right here is reaping time. Because there's a sowing time, there's a reaping time. Because of what he invested in Jonathan, I mean, in, what Jonathan invested in David and how he blessed David and how he came through for David and said, covenanted with David to the point he said, I'm with you all the way to the end. I'm, I'm with you even past the end. See, back when he used to make covenant with somebody back there, you didn't just make covenant with that person, you made covenant with their whole family. Well, you make covenant with the entire family, which means if they died off, the, the, the family would still be in covenant with the person that was in covenant with the person that died off. And here we got Saul dying off, and we have Jonathan dying off. And you would think, well, that's it. You know, I would have hooked him up if he was still around, you know. But he's like, no, I'm not going to turn this opportunity down. And he, he came to his heart and came to his mind. he said, wait, is there anybody in the family that's there I can be a blessing to? Let's read about it. Verse 2. It says, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? He said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness, favor of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. He said, I want to show him kindness. In fact, I want to show him favor. I want to show him. In fact, I want to show him the favor of God. Now that name God right there is the, that they use is the word Elohim, Elohim, which is talking about the covenant making covenant keeping God, which is talking about the covenant making covenant keeping God. Whereas David wanted to show the favor of the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God into anybody's life who is of the right lineage. So that if any of them are in the right lineage, the favor of God is going to manifest in the midst of their life. Can I put a pause button right here? I got to do this. You of the right lineage. Praise God, because you are of Jesus. Is anybody here? God is your father. And because you are of the right lineages, favor is going to be manifesting in the midst of your life. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Now, we're talking about the favor of the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God, which means the one that has made covenant and is now looking through time to be able to make sure I come through for you based upon the covenant that was made between him and me. Does that make sense? There's a covenant that's been made. And as a result of that covenant that's been made, we get a chance to be able to step into the favor of God, the kindness of God. And God wants to show that kindness to us just like he did for this guy right here. That's why I'm talking about this. Pause button on. David wanted to show the favor of the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. And Ziba told David of a son of Jonathan who was, listen to it, who was lame on his feet. Jonathan's son was not identified by who he was, but by his circumstances and his disability. He was not identified for who he was, by who he was. He didn't throw out his name immediately. His first thought of him was to talk to him about his circumstance and his disability. Oh, if you understood how many people identify themselves with their circumstances and their disability. And if you know how many people identify us by our circumstances and our disabilities, rather than identifying us as a child of the king, identifying us for who we really are. Hey, man. But see, I, I know a, I got a pause button right here because I got to just keep tipping my hand because I, you know, I do that. I speak in from the beginning. God wants to change you from a person who is identified by your circumstances and situations. He wants to change you by, from a person that's, that's identified by their disabilities, inabilities to be able to do certain things, to be identified by who you really are and whose you really are. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's part of the reason for this Recovery and Restoration, to change people's views about you, to change what it is that they think about you. And if the truth is anywhere they're told, he wants to start it with you by changing what you even think about yourself. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I know it's blessing me, and I hope it's blessing you too. I'm glad I learned this revelation about God's desire to be a God of Recovery and Restoration To all of those of us who are his. And I'm even more glad. That he blessed me to be able to. Share this revelation. To all of the people who are his. I hope even more so. That all of you let God do. What only he can do. And wants to do for me and you. That is bring recovery and restoration. To me and you. He wants to and is willing to do it. For both me and you. Let's let God bring recovery and restoration. Into the lives of me and you. We'll be so blessed if we do. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210 785 9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in San Antonio and or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. I bet you can find a time between all those times that we have services. Come on through. I bet you you'll be blessed. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, no problem. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be a blessing if you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.